1: What's up everyone, thanks for joining us today. As you know, on Sundays we like to focus on advocacy, equity, and justice. Today we're joined by Daniel Corral. He and his former employees at GTI, which is a multi-state operator with dispensaries and products across the country, have started a petition to protect their patients and fellow employees. We'll leave the petition in the description for you to read through and sign, but there are many accounts of oppression, intimidation, and discrimination happening within their organization. We'll also link to a statement that a former GTI grower submitted about his time at the organization. These stories need to be told now so we can make changes to the industry while it's still in its nascency and so customers can make informed decisions about where they spend their money. So let's get into it. Here's Daniel, Tom and Miggy on today's episode of Cannabis Legalization News.
2: So Daniel, it's nice to meet you here. We're about to talk to G- about GTI uh, Industries or Green Thumb Industries. Green Thumb Did Industries.
0: It. It's Did a it's public traded.
2: Stuff? What's that? Are they? No traded. Yeah. No shit.
0: Where, in Canada? No, no, no! Uh, over the counter, over the counter in uh, America, so it's not as regulated as it could be. But uh, Daniel, what was your role at
3: GTI? So at GTI, I've been a, a shift supervisor. Yeah, I started off as a patient care specialist, um, and then after about a year, was uh, it was a, These are all lateral moves, by the way. This is another way that GTI gets gets by with uh, not paying their employees. Uh, not giving employee raises, and not uh, giving employees, you know, promotions. Um, so they call them lateral moves, not promotions. So I was laterally moved to uh, agent in charge, right? And then I was laterally moved to a ship, su- a ship to supervisor, uh, with with zero su- supervisory um, responsibilities. So it's right?
0: just a just a title. It really wasn't a job description change.
3: Uh, it's just more responsibilities uh not not actually uh supervisory but just yeah that's what the more more uh more responsibilities more access to the back room and stuff really? like that um so a that grill? was my role yeah
2: a grill or store that you were part of
3: so it's a it's a uh, it's a store so okay. medical clinic medical only
2: See so here in seattle i don't know what gti is and now that I see the articles, I've been reading up on them. They're kind of creepy, big, scary to me, in my opinion. But um, Aurora Farms kind of scary, you know.
0: Their market cap is $2 billion. So if there's big cannabis in Illinois, they're bigger than Cresco. And they operate they're, – they're a true MSO with a corporate formation. And you can – I'm a shareholder. I uh, – stock right now is trading at about 13 And so um, – You know, I've tried their product. I've met some of their growers. I haven't bought their product in a long time, to be honest, Uh, but it's medical. I can now grow my own, so I haven't bought a lot of products in a long time. Uh, Daniel, how long did you work for
3: GTI? I worked over two years at GTI. Uh, They had just purchased the 3C in Naperville and 3C Joliet store uh, over, um, let's see, I think it was March of 2000. No, October of 2017, they had made that purchase, that takeover, and I had begun my employment there in March of uh,
2: 2018. So, uh, yeah, your your mic's kind of going out. So, yeah. also along the, so, the meeting,
3: also, yeah,
2: yeah. After being an employee for two years, uh, they finally separate you. And as we were talking earlier, it was because of this petition, right? This this petition where you're asking for um, them to be accountable for what they and now going through their page. Yeah, you, know, you go to their website. You go to the people section, and who we are. It's like, oh, all right. There was it the people, yeah. So, seems like a very eclectic uh, minorities, women. Um, but then you go down to the bottom, the actual people who make the choices. The, in the leadership team, you mean? Yeah, it's not um very colorful <laughs> or diverse. But, uh, and then that's what you guys are trying to prove, right? Is that these guys are kind of having a front using, say, for imagery. They're not really doing any social
3: equity type things going on. Yeah, so we we have been organizing um, together over 10 of us, over 10 workers in that specific facility. And then we organized also as GTI workers in our growers uh, facility out in Rock Island. And they had tried to unionize in the fall of 2019, fall and winter um but just as just as GTI had um you know taken illegal illegal moves to undermine their their right to organize a union there uh GTI also did the same thing to us at 3C Naperville um when we tried to organize our union right so in March when covid-19 came out we had uh worked to we had co- collectively come together as workers to you know, um protect our health and safety on the job yeah. And then when we realized that, you know, the reactions of uh, GTI towards us, then we moved to unionize. And then after, of course, the the police murder of George Floyd, we saw how GTI was further moving to try to protect this public image and state that they were, you know, about justice, about equity, about diversity, about for Black people, for Black communities. And that's when we really uh, spoke about both, not only how GTI mistreats and abuses their workers, but also how GTI um, takes advantage of their black workers, and also just simply doesn't like black people. Period. Right? Like they, um, as a worker there for two years, we we fought against that so much was their attitude and treatment of towards black workers and black patients and the black communities. Right? So, yeah, all of it's a, all of it's a lie how they operate. I mean, it's all public image, yeah, I mean,
2: to make more money. Yeah, I mean, it seems like going through their social medias, their Twitter feed and everything, it's one thing to repost an article. But are they really investing into the community, investing into the uh, uh, the actual issues? You know, they shared a prisoner project. Great. Did you give them any money? You know, have you, you know, reached out to Freedom Grow or anybody else? You know, there's so many issues they could be doing. And even better yet, instead of putting money there, why not just reinvest into your own people? You know, so you're you're saying that you guys being been underpaid, and essentially overworks, right,
3: yes, and just like reading that statement by the worker from the grower in Pennsylvania that you know you all had shared, yeah. yeah, that's pretty pretty much exactly how it is, right like it's it's um a lot of the workers are underpaid, overworked, not listened to do they don't have uh they're not treated with a voice on the job, right like conflict conflicts are not resolved properly, um there's just a lot of mismanagement and uh and so when workers have tried to improve their their conditions right um which we have a right to right and uh gti has always um targeted and harassed those employees right and and terminate and moved even to terminate them right so yeah. um unfortunately that's that's uh, and in the case of illinois right so gti operates in 12 states has over 1700 workers um is uh as you stated earlier a canadian publicly traded canadian canadian owned company right i mean they're it's not canadian owned it's us owned but they but they had to put it in canada um, I'm not sure if it's
0: trading on the Toronto Stock Exchange or if it's trading what they call over the counter. And so if it's over the counter, it doesn't have to do the same type of SEC approvals. And this is where it just gets like really, really heady corporate type law stuff. But that's that's the level that GTI operates on. I mean, their market cap's $2 billion. I want to know if you guys, what's affirmative steps did you take to try to unionize? Did you get a labor peace agreement? What What unions did you reach out
3: to? No, GTI has refused to sign any labor peace agreements, right? Um, in, the, in, the, in the Illinois market, they have been here since 2016, or no, since I think 2014. And um, they purposely lob- used a lot of lobbyists and lawyers and uh, relationships to, to get their foot in the door, right? Beginning with the Illinois Medical Pilot Program and then the Adult Use Program, right? So they have 10 licenses now. So they've maxed um, they, out
0: on the retail locations in Illinois.
3: They have maxed out. However, they're moving to um, to do what a lot of other MSOs are doing in Illinois, which is to to partner with social equity license applicants, right? Incubator to, programs. For, yep, they're doing incubator programs and uh, all that to further their further their uh, their hold on the market, right? And not only that, but they have moved to. Um, to to lobby to sh- to to slow down the release of the of the awarding of the 75 licenses right that were supposed to be awarded in may but gti lobbied extensively so that they would not be released right over over the course of uh, this whole year they've been lobbying so that these um they've been working those relationships in in the uh, springfield and locally right so that those licenses would not be awarded and would be just um held up so uh what we did Is we uh, first we did we we called we did a work stoppage right so after after COVID 19 came out a lot of workers were very scared and uh, they were you know rightfully so and so we had put we had asked the corporate management that we would do curbside delivery as as uh, as we had permission by the Illinois Department of Public Health right and the governor to do so but GTI said absolutely not they would not move to do any curbside yeah. deliveries because what we curbside
0: had, deliveries
3: well that instead of in-store service that we would just uh that patients would you know fill out their orders online and we oh, wow. would deliver their medicine curbside which we had yeah. the the green, green light to do as of March 16th right it was that monday it could have been the 16th or the, or the 17th so we had that green light and GTI said absolutely not that we would not do so because um it was we sh- we needed to remain fully open to make up for the losses that we were we were um we were as a company we were incurring from from the closing of the Nevada market right and other markets that were being affected by covid-19 um, yeah.
0: so yeah. they did um they did allow like I can I can order my uh dispensary now and then they allow for like pickup and so like when you say curbside pickup I thought maybe not all dispensaries, so maybe the ones owned by GTI don't operate like the one that I go to, which isn't owned by GTI, Uh, and so you can order online, and then you'll get a text, oh, we've accepted your order, your order's ready for pickup, and then you have to come pick it up, because they did have a a delivery.
2: Oh, Tom froze, but it it just sounds like um, they were trying to bring in more of the walk-ins, you know, like, uh, they want that walk-in traffic and the order traffic, which is more money for you which is that 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 Trump like thinking of like hey we want to open schools but let's postpone elections like what the f but and that's horrible dude cuz that's definitely your safety man like so they 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 wanted to keep the doors open wide open for you guys
3: yeah so when we saw that you know a lot of people a lot of workers that are already and 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 again we're a medical only facility right so mm. all of our patients are um the patients you know, their patients and their, they have their, their immunocompromised, right? Yes. So as immunocompromised patients and, and most of our workers, I would say over 90% of our workers are immunocompromised as well. So they were very afraid as more and more patients were coming in, uh, obviously showing symptoms, coughing, you know, and the like. So by March uh, 30th, they were still saying no. Right, absolutely not. Even though the numbers were getting higher and the people were, that were dying, uh, a lot of people in in the, uh, already in the local hospitals were dying. Right, yeah. there was a local pastor who had died from Calvary Church, which is right down the block. I mean, so all these people started dying, and um so we still, decide
2: it's still presently an issue, bro. Like like today, Herman Cain, who went to the Tulsa rally for Trump, died. Like exactly, it, yeah, no, it's still a bad. Situation, no matter if it was six months ago or today, that's horrible. Yeah, so the,
3: yeah I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, so that was the beginning of that intensification of our organizing, right? Where we said, you know what, uh, we can't do this any longer. We can't do the whole let's keep asking and asking and making calls, um, because they were very firm in their nose, right? They said absolutely not. So we finally had a meeting with our store manager, and he said that actually GTI would not do anything, not change anything any kind of the practices because the business needs came first and they would not change any of them until one of us or our patients became sick with COVID 19. All right. Wow. So that was, that was the last weekend of March. And so on Monday, like, which was the next, what was that? I think um, March, uh, April 1st or March 30th, whatever, we all sent letters to GTI. We all, you know, wrote letters and said that we would not go back to work until curbside had been implemented and no store service uh, was happening, right? So that's when our we became public in our actions, right? Yeah. And uh, GTI then had to implement because we had lost like over half of our workers, right? We just didn't go to work. And um,
0: and you guys couldn't yeah. qualify for the super unemployment, could you? Because you're a cannabis company. It's illegal.
3: Well, they had, they yeah, they were not going to furlough or else earning or anything like that, right? And and the only way that we can um, apply for unemployment is if we would have been furloughed. Yeah. Um, not because we are, you know, if that's not a good reason, unemployment won't honor the reason of like, well, I just don't want to be at work because I'm scared. Yeah, you okay. have to get, die. <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't know if it would honor
0: it either because it's, it's illegal. And so like those federal stimulus programs that came through, they didn't, they wouldn't, they don't apply to cannabis companies. Um, Cause yeah, my dispensary very quickly shut down uh, indoor service and you had to buy it online and pick it up. That was it. I mean, yeah. and so, and then now with past May, they finally reopened it, but of course you now have to wear the mask while you're in. And then you pick your stuff up and then you can take your mask out after you leave but uh where are they now or how's gti well, handling it now
3: well again because of all the organizing that we did in our work stoppage they had to do it they had to implement it right so like the first week of april it was it was happening we i mean the second week of april sorry they they implemented curbside delivery so the workers wanted to go back and then instead of saying okay come back gti said no you can't come back right now. You have to take another week off, and you have to um, get other strange. These strange. Um, we had to go through a strange like uh, screening process. So it was another way of retaliating, right? Oh. Like like we had said we're right, okay, good. We you implemented a curbside. Let's go back then, and then that's when they started playing their games, right? They were like, no, actually you can't, and they started bringing in other workers from other. From our other clinics okay from Mundelein and from Joliet wow. and from another store okay so yeah. that was the beginning of their retaliation all right so they were like oh hell no we're not going to just let them organize and just like you know what I mean it was like all right so then they immediately started playing those games and then they said actually we're not sure if we can keep curbside open we might actually open you know next week right so even in April they were playing that game week yeah. by week right because the business needs come first that's the that was the mod, that was their um that's their discourse right where the sure. business needs come first so we must we don't know we might we might do like half and half we might do like curbside delivery and we might you know allow all the new patients to come in and get their you know their full patient consultations and we were like what mm. what are you talking about it's either curbside or not right like yeah. so they so they played all these games with us right until and then we and then we put our petition out, and then we we um submitted a claim to OSHA okay so then so that's when we escalated too right our organizing became stronger, and we said, you know what they keep playing games they they um they kept um doing all these different actions so then we said, you know what the only way that we're going to be able to solidify you know what we want right and our and and because they don't want to communicate with, with us in any kind of um you know, any kind of dignified way or respectful way, we need to form our own union. So that's when we decided to form our own union. In April, we, we uh, contacted the UFCW, yeah. we contacted the Bakers Confection Tobacco and Grain Millers Union, the BCTGM Local One, we contacted the United Electrical and Radio Operators Union, and we contacted the Workers United. All right. What so because about of that.
0: But like, because I mean,
3: SEIU?
0: Uh, yeah yeah uh, correct and F-C-I- so like because i mean you are a service worker at your at your core you're retail workers right and so what what union aligns most with uh, what a um a dispensary agent does do
3: you think well um that that is a very hard question to answer because the the way that jurisdiction works under the afl a l f l c i o right a union stay a union makes uh Stakes claim to an industry, okay? So, because the UFCW had claimed the cannabis industry as their own,
1: mm-hmm. then
3: no, no other union under the AFL-CIO was going to help us, okay? So it was the UFCW or nothing under the AFL-CIO, right? However, the UE, the United Le- Electrical Workers, they don't—they're not under that umbrella, right? So first, we tried to organize with the UFCW. Right. Because uh, the BCTGM, who was our first choice, they wouldn't they wouldn't organize with they wouldn't help us organize because, again, they were they were respecting those jurisdictions. Right. So then they they referred us to the UFCW, who nationwide is organizing uh, cannabis workers right in California, Illinois. Um, But so so then we submitted our we had enough authorization cards signed. Again, we had over 15 cards signed and we only had 18. We only had 18, uh, no, 20 employees, and we had 15 cards signed, okay?
2: It's more than 50%. You got it. It's yeah. quite a bit more.
3: Yeah. So a lot of people were not happy, okay? And uh, and they had a Q&A, right? So Ben Kovler, the CEO and founder of GTI, and uh, all of our, um, like, two or three of our executives and management, they had a meeting over the phone with all of us that week after we submitted our petition to organize to uh, – we submitted a petition to the national labor relations board to have a union election. Right. And they, they, they had an all store meeting with us and to tell us how disappointed they were in us. Right. And I, we have that video recorded. All right. And it was embarrassing for them because all of the workers were, were very upset and they were saying, you know what, what the hell are you talking about? You're disappointed. Like what have you been doing since, (laughs) since, since, since May?
2: Yeah, what's about yeah. companies though? Like acting like parents though. Like we're just shame on you for caring yeah. about yourself. Like, like I, you didn't give a fuck about me last week, so why should I care about your condescending little feel-good stuff? That, that's oh amazing.
3: man! As as soon as that video, as soon as that little call, that Q and A session was over, everybody was like, "You know what? This is this is BS." Like we we're gonna all let's do this. Let's do the union, right? So then we filed that petition, right? And so. Then GTI started to take actions against our petition, right? So then they said, "Okay, uh, they submitted appeals to the NLRB, stating that we didn't have enough authorization cards, and because so they did two things to illegally undermine our right to a union election, right? Number one, they put they appealed saying that we um, that too many too many management was had uh, signed those cards." There's only two managers there. There's the assistant manager and then there's the store manager, right? So that's why our numbers went from 20 to 18, right? 18 people. And uh and other than that there's no management, right? Yeah. So uh that was number 1. Number 2, they hired 15 workers overnight. Whoa. Okay. Overnight 15 workers were hired magically. wow well,
0: right? But they brag on that. Like I've I've heard Well, I've heard cannabis companies saying like, oh, my gosh, the cannabis industry is growing X, Y, Z fast. It added so many jobs. It's the fastest growing industry in America. And so maybe that's why. Maybe they're hiring to avoid unionization. That could be a thing. Or to get some composition of employees for qualifying for social equity if they have not yet maxed out their licenses. (laughs)
3: But they're, that's I mean, in our case, it was clear that they were uh that they had hired 15 more workers to undermine our, our, our union drive. Okay. Yeah. Because another company that was undergoing a union drive was Cresco, right?
0: Mm-hmm. And their
3: Sunnyside dispensary, they hired 40 new workers, all right. Holy shit. So yeah. And this was Man, like, I was
0: wondering one. why there were so many freaking people
2: working in that dispensary. There's like 20 of them. You can't get 20 people to agree on shit. The
3: scheduling alone for that's bullshit,
2: though. I mean, you add twice your staff what the
3: fuck that's ridiculous yeah they had to hire they had to have a different crew each day right so you know so gti hired 15 more workers and we were like where are they they weren't even there they didn't show up so yeah and we were like where where are you these new workers so we said okay you want to play that game we're gonna organize all those new workers too no big deal right so as all those new workers i think there was like four And that's it. And all of them had signed, you know, all of them were like, you know what? We 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 support, you know, so everybody all most people were like supportive of the of the of of our worker efforts to organize. Right. Whether by signing cards or just in spirit. Right. So it was not working out for GTI. Right. So we so we said, you know what? It's fine if you want to start playing those games, but we're going to go public. Right. And by the way, Cresco Sunnyside workers courageously won. Their union, you know, they won their union election. Even despite Cresco's attempt to to undermine and play with those numbers, Cresco still lost. They won oh. that election. And and the workers and the grower and the Joliet, they won their election too. Did they so, also have to
0: go with the UC uh, What is it? The UCW? UC yeah,
3: yeah, yep, the United... Uh, the United uh, Food what is that, and grower?
0: Commercial Workers, UFCW?
3: Yep, United Food and Commercial Workers, yeah. So they had... They had uh they had won their election anyways, right? So um GTI was very afraid that we were gonna still um keep our petition um our our petition to vote, right, for our union election. Mm -hmm. And so then they just kept doing what they do, right? So, you know, again, that's right after that started um was when George Floyd, you know, George Floyd was murdered by the police, you know, on on, um yeah, the whole world side, right? So immediately after that uh we saw that GTI was trying to play that other game right okay well we we care about people we care about black people we care about patients we care about the community and um and we were like no you know like let's we have to back up our black workers too they've just been demonstrating fighting.
0: they care more about profit
3: yeah so i mean you know when you want to talk about who GTI is uh-oh. You know, Ben Col- Ben Kovler owns more than fifty one percent of the voting shares. The CEO. Yeah, the owner and CEO. And uh who obviously benefited from pro- prohibition as his grandfather um owned a big part of the Jim Beam, right? Wow and uh, and so yeah, so his that's where his wealth comes from, right? So Ben Kovler's wealth comes from um the benefits of the changes to Prohibition era laws, right? Hmm. Um so
2: yeah, money coming what, in and taking over a cannabis company, have no idea how cannabis is. Well, for the culture, uh, 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 what should be done? That's that's just horrible. I mean, it sounds like uh, like Walmart mentality, you know, where they're right. you know union busting.
3: Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they had done the same thing again to to the workers and. But uh,
0: well, what are the, your uh, what are your goals and hopes for obtaining this union? So, what type of benefits do you want to see for the workers?
3: Uh, we had already put that on our petition, you know, we had, we had, we had to put that down. Uh, it was very, it's been very clear what we said, you know, and, um, and we, you know, we had to let them know. So again, the first thing that we wanted was a commitment to curbside sales, right? At all of our stores and all of our clinics to guarantee the health and safety of our, of our employees and our, and our patients and our clients, right? That was number one, right? Okay. Transparency and effective communication. Number two, because that never happens, right? It's all top down. Um, and by the way, we know what GTI has been doing in, in every state, right? They create limited markets on purpose to um, to draw in investors to make investors happy. They a limited market is uh, they create those limited markets by um, leveraging their their relationships and with with state officials and using lobbyists and lawyers right to solidify a cannabis policy in each state which is very very uh which limits the market extremely right which guarantees them a foothold on that market to to have maximum profits and um and maximum expansion right so that's not that's like the first thing that they do and they state it very clearly in their investor relations documents all right like in their 10k and their 8k you can read about it you know like this is very clear what they do, right? So they they're they're hell bent on on um on not allowing other people to enter into the market so that they will not have any competition. Number one, all right. So so again, in our union in our union uh demands, right, uh fairness and respect in all areas of work, right? Including reviews and all of that. Um more just and equal compensation, just like you know, we had we had <laughs> We had to spell that out, right? Like what that looks like because um, GTI claims that we are best place work, uh best place to work, right? Yeah. Uh, I think GM Retailer and another another um company talks about that, right? And uh we're like the only people that are saying that are the office workers because they get different treatment, they get different compensation, right? Yeah. They get uh they get profit sharing, they get stock compensation, they get way really? better wages. Oh so yeah, salary
0: is not labor. So the corporate work is not the, the work that's actually doing the work. No, I tell you they what had been, okay.
3: They have been working from home since March. Okay. Fuck. And they still are. So it's like, wait a minute, number one, you, you all ain't even working with the people. And, yeah. and they want to and all they kept doing was during that Mar- the, those months of hell is calling us to say how are why are our margins not better that week? Okay. Right. Even though we were down half our staff. Even though we were overworking, like all of that during the, especially during the beginning months of the pandemic when all hell was breaking loose, they had the nerve to say, "Your margins aren't doing that well. You need to make more cuts."
0: Now, did, okay? did, did you did you ever like retort? Be like, "Well, you're the manager. You tell me why the margins are down." <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'll nah, tell so, you, COVID, duh. Yeah, you know, well, and, but let's look, 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 look. Let's look at this though. You, you guys went the beginning of COVID. They took a hit of money. You guys decided to gather your resources and unionize. And and let me add, uh, UFCW is a good union. Like uh, my wife is UFCW here at the grocery stores. All the grocery stores are UFCW. And there's journeymen. There's programs for progress. There's lots of opportunity for all the employees and all the groceries. But, uh, again, you guys went through the slump. you, You decided to unionize. And then they hire 40 more employees. But got hired
3: fifteen more employees at our, oh, at our site, right? Wow. But yeah, when you're doing when you're low, site,
2: if you
0: get then, hurt with
3: money, yeah. Exactly.
0: But, so, if you have experience with UCFW, um, why don't you explain to us a little bit of like, okay, uh, what does it mean to work for a union shop like that? What type of rights and privileges do the labor uh, enjoy over with that grocery store in Seattle?
2: Well, you know, there's good unions and bad unions. Let's just get this correct because I used to be a part. Well, not I never was part of the machinist union. Um, those guys are bunch of mafia bastards the electricians union I was a part of and, and but the the uocw what you'll have is representation and, and and the people together will negotiate your contracts i think it's every three years depending on whatever cycle you go through and then uh they negotiate your health benefits they negotiate your uh, uh working compensation hell the covid situation they they they're proactive and they'll come out and say hey this is for the employees they're uh fred meyer or whoever store you're at um, we need to do the sixth, you know, curbside anything. They try and look out for the employees. Matter of fact, when COVID first got uh called, all the uh, stores started in placing uh those plastic shields, the ones for the cashier and, and, the, and the people. You know, they're they're trying to be proactive for the, the people, and that's that's what a union does. You know, they're USC is a good one for sure,
3: yeah. I mean, like a union basically is a, is about the workers, right? So, we had we had um had enough experience already that we knew that we were never going to be, we had to enter into an agreement with GTI as labor, right? Because we had to have, we had to exercise our um, right, you know, and say we want a union to guarantee and safeguard uh, the improvements to our workplace that we wanted, right? Which is, as you stated, you know, protections on the job, um, higher wages, um um actual actual avenues for for um conversation and dialogue right so that comp- conflict resolutions would happen in a, in a fair and just way um you know after yeah benefits all that so uh fair and distribution uh fair and just distribution of profits you know like you name it right so any anything that workers want to um that or workers originally would have to depend on by saying okay like we like we have to make, we have to befriend different managers to get certain things. No way. A union is saying the workers have the power, right? Labor has power to organize and to enter into an actual contract agreement with uh, capital, with the company, right? And say we're going to do this for you, and this is how we, this is what we want in exchange. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And and be, if not, if people, if workers don't have that kind of agreement. It's all up to whatever the company wants to do, right? And whatever the company wants to say it does, right? It's, they're they're just going so, to try to.
0: Oh, crap. Do yeah. have an echo?
2: It was, it was second. It was Weird.
3: Second. We've had yeah. an interesting
0: uh, glitch-filled uh, in- interview, and I'm wondering if the reason the interview was so glitch-filled was because of the substance of it. We're sitting here discussing big cannabis and unions. Clearly, people are listening. But um, uh, so my question then um, got interrupted by that, that echo. Oh, man. So uh, I am kind of suspect about uh, why is it that uh, management needs to exploit its employees as opposed to like value its employees? So why does uh, a company like GTI have to resort to being unionized or to have its workers pushed to unionize?
3: Yeah, I mean exactly. We had we had tried right for two years already to yeah. to do to the, do the whole thing that they said right to the open communication, the talks with management, the talks with corporate, stating our cases right, discussing our our value, discussing our the protections that we need right, um, bringing up sexual harassment, bringing up racism. I mean, we had fought racisms and uh, and harassment for for two years already inside of those stores right. And the treatment of patients. And uh, again, all these things, right? And then health and safety, right? And then when health and safety became even more intensified was uh, during, especially after the COVID-19 breakout, right? So that's when we realized, wow, there's all these, all uh, all people like GTI corporate and management do is talk. That's what they do. They have to protect their public image and they're really not interested and protecting our our health, you know, and safeguarding yeah, our okay. health and safety, like we saw that firsthand. Okay, like especially after that Q and A when they were talking about how disappointed they were with us and how they have an open door policy of communication. Every single worker stood doesn't up. Doesn't it and feel said, like.
0: Doesn't when you're when you're because this is one I didn't fit in well with the corporate structure because like you would always hit that wall where like it's a corporate line and it just sounds like they're saying a script just yeah. so that they don't have to feel any type of empathy or sympathy for you what so fucking ever. And it's, we understand and appreciate that we all value the principle of being collectively inclusive. And then they just fuck you over.
3: Yeah, I mean, you should have seen this video. I mean, I have a copy, but I, I don't think I should share it uh, unless I have the permission of all the workers. But one by one, all of the workers stood up and said, you're disappointed, we're disappointed in you. Yeah. Like. For, for for um not you know not safeguarding our, our health and safety, for not improve you know, not giving us a raise, for, you know, not including us in our national call. Okay, so after Mar- after uh COVID COVID nineteen broke out, GTI had implemented a national call center, right? Because um a lot of patients were calling and calling and calling and the phone lines weren't enough. We only have one phone line. It's a house line, right? And it's like we have over two thousand patients, right, every week. And and they were, um, you know, calling and calling and calling. And uh, we were not included in that national call line, all right. So our our patients were not getting their their uh, the care that they needed, right? Because especially after COVID, uh, the curbside delivery was implemented, um, there was no actual patient care being done in, in terms of like hey, recommendations you know all of that. So we were saying why aren't you including us in the call center? And they never had a good answer. So during the Q&A, one of the workers stood up and said, if you if you care about us so much and we matter so much, which is exactly what they write on all of their um, you know, quarterly reports, right? They keep talking about how awesome our team we are. is so
0: awesome. Yeah, I mean, we, we couldn't do yeah. this without our team. Yeah. Guys, we just lost 27 cents a share last quarter. We're number yeah. one baby. We only lost 27 cents. Who wants to invest? I'm a shareholder.
3: Yeah, yeah, totally. And that's that's yeah. Okay, go ahead, bro. So that's what we were saying. We're like, wait a minute, you can't say that in public and yet not do anything that we're asking. Like we've been asking for very, very like rational improvements, right? Like, what is the issue? Okay, so uh a lot of us who work full-time hours, 40 to 50 hours per week since two years ago, like we're designated as part-time status meaning well, we don't the get 401k benefits. yeah
2: you're not when you're part time
3: yeah yeah we're not given for uh yeah so as if you're not if you're not full-time status even though you work full-time hours you don't get benefits right you're not included in the 401k you're not included in health uh, and dental you're not included in um for example PTO right you don't have any PTO you don't have sick time period right so how they did had these been...
0: How did these, because I just helped a whole bunch of teams put together their plans for their uh, adult use uh, dispensary licenses. And there's great lengths that you go to to explain to the state of Illinois why you are the best for your employee plan. So like the stuff that you're going to give them. Now, granted, that doesn't count for very much. So maybe they're kind of indicating how they think of employees. But they they did even mention in the application process this time whether or not you would include a labor peace agreement in it. So... Um,
2: but, but how do you have corporate stay home during COVID, but yet you expect your labor force to go forward and and not even take precautions? I mean, this right. is the kind of shit, right not here. Not even it's just pickup, you know, like yeah. you're gonna have people coming in. No, I mean, look at this shit. July, they posted this shit in July. They
3: make it look like Damn. it's awesome to work there. Like, no, you're gonna die. <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Yeah, That's- and and so that happened. Like, uh, like again, all of that, all of that, like, uh, talk and talk and talk and talk and talk throughout this whole time. And we had an actual COVID-19 exposure uh, July 3rd, right? And so that's when it was like, okay, let's see. Let's see if they've actually learned anything, right? Since March, right? Let's see if GTI corporate management has learned a thing. No, they didn't. They didn't even do the simple basic things, right? As soon as we had that exposure, the entire building, right? All of the workers were panicking, like for real. People were scared. People were looking for our supposed like leadership, right? Our two managers and nothing. They sat there and, and like, didn't know what to do. They called management and what, I mean, they called corporate. And of course, corporate said, well, stay open, stay open. Don't send anybody home. Don't send the people who are exposed home. Make that money for us. Walk that stroll and
0: get that dollar.
3: Yeah, it was, it was disgusting. And we were like, here's your chance. Here's your chance to do the right thing, to close it down, to sanitize, to to quarantine the workers, not one thing that they do right because of course they need to keep making that money right. So, um, and we've proven over and over again to them, right, in our in our discussions with them that they were never going to lose money, right. So because we're awesome, like our our staff is amazing. We turned that place around big time. Like that store, um, went from making like, you know, very little connections with patients. Um, You know, a lot of the patients were being treated with uh, with like, um, you know, uh, suspicion and like, you know, they were asking a lot of the patients, what are you going to do with your medicine? There's no way you can do, especially the black and brown patients. Right. Like it was it was just unbelievable. So we we turned that place around where especially um, uh, a lot of a lot of our coworkers who are no longer with us as well, who who are also terminated again had a big big role in turning that place around to be an actual um we love our patients okay and they know that and that's why they have such dedication to that store but like little by little they're realizing that GTI is not who GTI says they are and so a lot of the patients started supporting us you know sending us letters writing uh signing our petition um calling us saying you know what we're going to stop we're going to stop going to that store because we love you guys and we can't believe gti is like this and i'm like well that's that's who they are you know and we never wanted to to let the in-house stuff you know affect the uh, patients right but they had to know the truth right about what about who it is that gti is man yeah daniel
2: did did the uh, the shutdown get any press when you guys all i mean to me that's a big deal when a bunch of employees say yo i'm not going in today because i don't want to die um it sounds like that should be a story did anybody pick it up? Anybody talk about
3: uh, it? No, nobody did. We sent it to everybody. I mean, you hmm. know, we under, we understood that there's a lot of workers right now. This is not an isolated case, right? Like right. a lot. I mean, the nation and the nation is like very, very like. I mean, everybody's seen what corporate America is about, right? Like people are like, "Wow!" Like during, especially during a pandemic, worrying about profits and worrying about all these things and like where is the priorities for the human needs right and over yeah. and over again we hear the same discussions well we need to pivot we need to pivot we need to put the business needs first and i'm like are you serious like you know if you treat your employees and your patients and your clients right the money's always going to be there right like the profits are always going to be there the sales yeah. going to be there because people know you care but in this instance we've seen um we've seen the opposite we've seen like wow they can't even they can't even understand that basic principle like if you treat people right they'll be happier and also their um, their productivity will be greater and their loyalty will be greater yeah. but this this whole um this whole top down approach this aggressive nature um like this this basically i mean i don't know like what it comes down to is p- putting putting profits before people like yeah. that that is what clouds their judgment and their and their um, actions, right? Which well, I don't even it know doesn't
0: profit because, like, they have never turned a profit. So, like, you know, but it is about that next dollar, and it is about revenue. And I think that they would even look at uh, the labor with some some form of like. I'm not sure if they would care. Cause like they would say like, Oh, we got, we made that store because we rebranded it and look how fun we've made it appear to be, to go to our stores. And we, we spent a lot of money on that advertisement, by the way, that was a fifty, sixty $60,000 advertisement. That was lots of employees we could have employed, but yeah. you know, the, um, the hostility between management and uh, and labor is decades, if not hundreds or thousands of years old. And so hopefully uh, Illinois, especially in the new round, if we ever get those results, because that was, those were some points. Hopefully some of these issues get worked out and resolved.
2: So Daniel, I mean, you got laid off, fired, you didn't get laid off, you got fired, for retaliation pretty much. And I'd imagine everybody else that got fired along those times is the same thing, retaliation. Uh, are you going to try and get back in the industry? Do you have anything planned to like, like a lawsuit? Cause it just seems to me you have so much evidence on your side proving that you know you were just trying to make a difference you know you didn't um you didn't do anything wrong you know you got fired for a change.org petition that's just ridiculous
3: yeah i mean like i'm going to keep helping the workers organize not just in that you know facility but also all over the state you know that's what we've been doing is continuing to organize and tell the truth right because it does matter, right? It does matter because that plant, this plant is a, is a, is a very medicinal, it's a special plant. And, um, you know, it shouldn't be used this way. It shouldn't be used as profit over people. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I want to continue to organize and help, help, uh, all the other workers and, uh, to tra- also to try to continue to make change in the, in cannabis policy so that, so that those sexual, social equity uh licenses are awarded to social equity applicants, right? Like so, meaning let's let's open up the market and um and let's give it let's give those uh let's award those licenses to the people most affected by the drug wars, right? Like so I think in um, another state just this week they approved a one to one application um awardee procedure so that one for every one social equity license there's one general license
2: um
3: i believe there should be 20 or more social equity licenses to one general license you know because again that plant the history of the drug war and the way that it affected um especially uh, black and brown communities right um there needs to be there needs to be justice right and so yeah. no matter how many times gti posts on their social media pictures of their of their one or two black workers, I mean, it's, 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 they're tokenizing people and they're, yeah. they're, they're falsely advertising because I, no matter how many times they do that, we we know the truth is that they would net, well, GTI does not want to take any actual steps that would, that would affect the limited market. Okay. Number one. And number two, they would not take actual steps that affects their, their um, their know. maximized profits. Yeah, and 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 the power they hold over their workers. Okay, because they hold like absolute. They they try to hold absolute power over workers, as you see in in the letters that people submitted, and on the um, and on the um reviews on Indeed.com, mm. where you know like that kind of uh that kind of like hold power power hold power moves over people. Yeah. It's like it's weird. It has nothing to do with profit. It has something to do with something else, you know. Like whatever it is that those executives and management are getting from that. I mean, I think they probably need like help, right? Like psychological help for that. Narcissistic
2: because, power type yeah. thing. Yeah.
3: I mean, yeah. you know, capitalism rewards, um, you know, narcissistic behavior. Capitalism rewards, uh, gaslighting, like, uh, anti-social yeah. behavior. Like that's what it rewards, right? Donald so,
0: fucking Trump.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you know, I appreciate y'all giving giving us this opportunity. Like, I I don't speak for myself; I speak with the you know with the blessing of the workers, and I just want to say that they are amazing, right? Like, I've never worked with uh more amazing people. Like their leaders, their you know the dignity of my coworkers, and and my fellow staff, and my and our patients. You know, like all of our patients are amazing. All of the communities. I mean, there's so much good and and. And uh, I think so much power, right? Uh, the key to organizing is to understand that no matter what people say, like especially companies and corporate and all those, we you know workers have power. Workers have something to offer. We you know, you know all all people want is an equal is a is a relationship on equal terms. You know, yeah. a re, a relationship, an agreement, a contractual agreement that respects those equal. The, the equal footing that we have, right? Because without us, that company wouldn't be, and um, and they want to pretend that that's not true, and that's I don't know, that's yeah. But so personally, yeah, I think um, I think I think MSOs, you know, multi-state operators and big companies, I think they're very very sad because they don't have to do those things. They don't have to try and stop workers from organizing. They don't have to not pay their workers. Great. You know that, um, I mean, workers should be getting paid at least $25 an hour. Okay. And uh, like, they don't have to do all those things, but yet they do. And I'm like, you know what? Uh, That's a show of, uh, that's a, that's a display of insecurity and disrespect. You know, it's like, are they that insecure in their products and in their people that they have to resort to such actions and behaviors? Are they that insecure that they have to move to limit a market on purpose and to exclude thousands of people from entering the market and competing with them? Like that's the, that's the sign of weakness on the MSO's part, you know? And so um, like, ideally we're going to keep organizing to open up those markets, you know, and, and get our, become owner operators ourselves, because that's what, why not? We deserve to enter this industry just like everybody else, you know? And, and by the way, Brendan Bloom is the VP right now. I mean, he's had so many different hats in that company. Um, it's because he has a different relationship with 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 Ben Kovler, right? They're they're tied together in a different way, right? So uh Brendan Bloom has been VP of market pres you know, market president, but now he's VP of store development. He said to me on my first day of working, like condescendingly, aren't I happy to work there? And I said, you know what, Brendan, like this, this industry doesn't belong to 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 big companies this industry belongs to the people you know like everybody has has a, a shot at this and he said no it has to be this way and i said you know what you, you own you own Beguile brewery don't you and he and he looked at me like how do you know that and i said i just do right because i've been a, i've been a part of all that since back then you know that the transition from home brewers to micro brewers and nano brewers i was a part of that you know and I said, and I remember when you first became, you know, a company as Beguile Brewery in Chicago. And and what what made that happen was the, the work of a lot of honest and hardworking people to go and lobby their local politicians, the state politicians, everybody, right? Village, 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 everybody, to change the prohibition era laws so that nano brewers and micro brewers can exist. And what's the difference? And he got quiet and he couldn't say anything, right? Because that's the truth. If if big beer could could um, if those prohibitionary laws could be changed to allow micro breweries, nano breweries, micro distilleries, you know, nano distilleries, then um, those cannabis policies ought to be changed so that uh, again the communities most the communities most affected can be owners and operators and other and you know any other hard you know any other hardworking person can can uh, can apply as well. And give it a shot because, you know, operating a business is hard enough, you know, yeah. just just like Oklahoma's doing right now. I mean, it's a business license. It's a hard industry to operate in. But if yeah. you got the heart and the talent, which which a lot of us do, you know, we, sh- we should have a place in that on that in, in that industry. Right. Yeah. And that's and, and that's it. You know, um, yeah, yeah. and if not, if we're not going to take a place in that industry as owner operators and we want to be workers or laborers or what have you then we ought to be treated with the utmost respect and dignity and compensated as such and entered into an actual agreement with, you know, like a labor agreement, because that's the only way to safeguard the dignity and rights of a a human being who's a worker, you know? Yeah. Yeah. agree. Yeah. Daniel, thank you
1: so much for coming on and sharing your experience. Uh, Where can we go to follow, find, sign, support what you guys got going on?
3: Well, you know, I appreciate you all, and I think um, you know the workers are going to keep keep doing their thing, and uh, the petition is one avenue that they're using. Um, the Facebook, we, have, we also have a Facebook page. Um, I think if you just look up like GTI Naperville Workers, you'll find that uh, Facebook. I, I could send you the link, okay. and uh, we also have an Instagram, right? GTI Naperville Workers. Um, so you can you can follow the work of uh, the organizing of the of the workers there. And, um, you know, yeah, the petition. And I think, you know, we're just going to keep, you know, I, I just told them I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to keep I'm going to keep helping them out and I'm going to keep, you know, supporting them in whatever way that they that they wish, you know. Nice. And uh, and I am going to move forward to um, I'm going to submit retaliation charges uh, via the National Labor Relations Board, the yes. Illinois Attorney General's Office and um, OSHA. So so yeah we're just going to keep moving forward and um, I appreciate really appreciate you all giving us this this opportunity to 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 speak on this Supposedly. and uh, and you know and a shout out to all the gta workers across the country too you know your your voice is important your experience is important you ought to be seen and heard and cared for too so please continue to speak out and and unite with each other you know to to improve your workplace and and, and, and be heard and be seen. So yeah, let's do this.
1: All right, thank you so much. And thanks for that message. Thanks for tuning in everyone. Make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news. We will see you on Wednesday.